The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Jack Billy, a retired professor of internal medicine at the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor, and Purcell Smith, Jr., executive director of the Corner Health Center in Ypsilanti, Michigan, about Corner Health's innovative approach to care for underserved youth from 12 to 25 years old. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Uh, thank you both for joining us this morning. We're going to first talk a little bit about Corner Health and get some background on its mission. Mr. Smith, uh, what is Corner Health trying to accomplish? So the Corner Health Center is the first school-based health center in the state of Michigan, and we've always been at the forefront of innovation. And uh, from, the, from our early beginnings, our mission has been to inspire uh, young people, and specifically those in the age range of 12 to 25, uh, and their children, to achieve and sustain healthy lives by providing judgment-free, affordable health and wellness care and education. So at the core of our mission is really empowering youth so that through our service delivery model, we are able to become the provider of choice uh, to these young people in Ypsilanti and beyond. What's your, uh, you know, when you think about that model of care, um, it's an integrated approach. What defines that for you? So what defines that is that we are under one roof able to um, have primary care as well as mental health and behavioral health services, uh, unlike many other institutions, which is why I said we were the first to launch this integrated care model um, in Michigan for young people. And what that means is that a young person, if say, for example, they're uh, with their physician and there is a uh, need for social work, they can be walked right down the hallway to one of our social workers. We also have a SWAD, which is the social worker of the day. Someone is on call the entire day for those special enhanced needs where we can refer them to services or even get them signed up for therapy if that is their need. That kind of behavioral health integration operationally, very hot topic these days. Yes, indeed it is. And we find that even after COVID, I mean, once COVID-19 occurred, and of course it's still here, we saw an, uh, an heightened and increased demand for that. And our patients, many of our patients are at or below the poverty level, and they suffer from various forms of trauma. So when one looks at the social determinants of health, uh, it is even more important to mitigate any of the barriers that may be there perceived or real for them as barriers to care. So the fact that they can come to the corner, uh, we have three buildings, three levels, and um, within this building, we can provide them uh, you know, with primary care, mental health services, and wraparound services. So for example, we partner with the county so that if they need WIC services, they can enroll for WIC services on site. Uh, so when you think of a young person who perhaps doesn't have transportation, does not have babysitting, um, you know, support uh, or childcare support, then for them to make one-stop shop, if you think of that, that sort of sounds really commercial, but if there's one place where they can go and not only receive their um, primary care, but also receive these wraparound services to help support them, it's been tremendous. We hear directly from our patients how much they um, really do value uh, this innovative care model. That's an exciting model, Dr. Billy. Um, you know, you're on the board now of Corner Health, uh, which has been around, believe it or not, for 38 years. 
uh, and still innovating. Uh, talk a, a little bit about how the center first came about and what, what drew you to it personally? Well, the Corner Health Center uh, started as a school-based clinic in Ypsilanti. Uh, interestingly, it was before there was even legislation for school-based clinics or funding. Uh, so they were the first one uh, in the state of Michigan. Uh, they provided services to kids in Ypsilanti High School, uh, but um, they moved outside the school because of restrictions on which kinds of health issues they could discuss. Uh, and the corner wanted, wanted to be a complete uh, full service adolescent health center. So as a result, they moved into some storefronts and over the ensuing 38 years, they've managed to expand to uh, a total of uh, three storefronts right now, but right in the middle of uh, the downtown area of this uh, little town uh, next to Ann Arbor. Uh, so they now provide a full spectrum of services, including as Purcell mentioned, behavioral health, so they can walk a client right down the hall to a social worker, substance use, uh, reproductive services, uh, and a variety of other uh, wraparound services. So I first got involved when the founding medical director, Dr. David Scher, invited me to a mission tour, and I was blown away by the spectrum of services they provided, uh, a store, food pantry, um, a, a counseling, theater troupe, uh, trips to the farmer's market, um, educational kitchen. They're, at that point, they were videoing uh, children interacting with their parents and playing them back for the parents so these young parents could learn about how they're interacting with their children. Just such an incredible spectrum of services and meeting the needs of a population that was so um, had so much difficulty trying to get healthcare through the regular traditional uh, approach. So I uh, started a relationship with the medical school at the University of Michigan at that point, and we've been providing physicians to the Corner Health Center uh, throughout its entire time. Medicine doesn't stand still, and at the AMA, neither do we. AMA members are physicians like you who are shaping the future of medicine. Become a member today and join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash moving medicine. See, I lived in Ann Arbor for a couple of years, and so that's why I know how to say Ypsilanti. Vercel, um, uh, 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 you mentioned some of the things up front about just the sheer convenience of being able to have that kind of integrated care in one place. Talk a little bit about other barriers that you find with this particular age group and population uh, that you're able to address in a different way than maybe a traditional health system would? Oh, certainly. So, you know, when one thinks about uh, this age group, um, they're not always the first to advocate for themselves and for their health care needs. So uh, I mentioned empowerment a little earlier. So, you know, providing education to them and providing guidance so that they are uh, better informed about you know, the health care services that we provide, but also the, the fear that receiving care is cost prohibitive is first of mind for us. So we see every patient regardless of their ability to pay. So that's uh, uninsured and underinsured uh, patients. Uh, some patients by law can receive confidential services uh, and in those cases, they would not be on their parents' insurance. So those are costs that we absorb, but we want them to feel comfortable 
and we don't send them to collections. Uh, we have a pay as you go if you can, but there's still a, a high amount of dignity in respecting uh, their, uh, you know, their situation and helping them to address, you know, their needs. Uh, for example, travel and communication are, you know, huge challenges for them as well. So we have launched telehealth services uh, to help support them uh, for our, for some of our patients. For example, for some of our OB uh, patients, we uh, purchased and delivered blood pressure cuffs for them so that they could monitor their blood pressure at home. In the cases where uh, the apparatus was not covered by their mm -hmm. insurance. So through our patient um, assistance program, we have on staff uh, a care manager as well as a uh, you know support for them. So that if there's if they can't afford their meds, then we cover those for them mm -hmm. as well. And so when we look at those barriers, um, we have found a way to address them. Excellent, um, Dr. Billy. You know some of these services. You know as we as we've been discussing could be you know, difficult for young people uh, to talk about with their physicians in a traditional model of care. You know, as you think about corner health model itself, you know, is there anything that physicians can learn, learn from and adjust within their own practices to see, you know, to be, deal better with this particular population? Yeah, so I think that the corner health center was way ahead of the curve on creating team-based physician-led care. Uh, so they have uh, social workers, um, uh, care managers, nurse practitioners, uh, counselors for maternal and infant health, lactation uh, counselors, uh, nutritionists, all on site. And that's the kind of thing that as we looked at the patient-centered medical home movement over the last decade, that's reached traditional primary care. Um, the corner is the place we look to that's actually been doing this all along. That is trying to understand the needs of their population, including the social determinants of health. Do they have problems with transportation? Do they have stable housing? Do they have food insecurity? And the corner works in collaboration with other agencies to try and address those. So I think the rest of us in traditional medicine are trying to catch up with these very innovative centers. We can look to them and learn from their experience about uh, the challenges uh, of trying to deliver care. For example, the corner understanding its population has special evening events for the young, indestructible adolescent male you know, who's never going into a clinic. So they'll have a special night that's kind of a, a, you know, a boy's night uh, only. Uh, they have tremendous programs for the uh, LGBTQ plus population. They have a trans program for uh, transgender youth uh, who come from all across the state of Michigan uh, to uh, use services um, at the corner uh, because they know they have a welcoming environment. And a lot of times these kids are from small towns and there's literally no one in the town they can talk to comfortably about uh, the challenges that they're going through. So do you, do you so, think this yeah. is the, uh, the future of medicine? And if so, how, you know, how do physicians support or even help start something like Corner in their own communities? So I think that uh, two aspects uh, of what the corner does are the future of medicine. One is trying to understand a very vulnerable population that is, uh, as Purcell said, teens, they're often not advocating for themselves. Sometimes they're in very difficult social circumstances, uh, depending on what their home environment looks like. So trying to understand the needs of uh, adolescent 
population because every primary care physician has some patients in their population that are in this age range and trying to make sure that they really understand their needs and make services available. Um, and the second thing is, as I mentioned, the sort of uh, physician-led team-based care uh, where we have physicians uh, involved intensively as the captain of the ship, but working in complete partnership with nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants. So I'm often asked, how many uh, patients can a primary care physician actually manage? You know, what's their panel size? And my first question to them is, what does the model look like? Because if I'm there by myself and I just have a, a person managing the phones and I'm trying to run my in-basket, you know, then it's gonna be pretty small. But if I've got nurses, social workers, nutritionists, care managers, uh, then um, you know, I'm gonna be able to handle a lot bigger population, a lot better than if I could on my own. And many payers now are reimbursing uh, extra reimbursement uh, for this. And even all the advanced payment models that have uh, uh, payment for quality and for patient satisfaction, this makes for a much better experience. So there's lots of ways to recover the resources uh, to try and cover these uh, special uh, supplementary services. Dr. Billy Bursell, thank you so much for joining us today uh, and sharing the incredible and exciting work uh, that you're doing at Corner Health. Uh, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back with another movie medicine video and podcast soon. Be sure to click subscribe on the AMA's YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find all our podcasts and video at ama-assn.org slash podcast. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine.